No more damages, oh no Damages by Thames playing on your radio right now. It's four o'clock. Okay, this is the Kids Drive Home. My name is Miriam Cole, and you know today's Tuesday. You know what comes up next. Talk to Adara. It's coming up on your radio. Make sure you stick around for it. Do not go anywhere. Somebody telling me that he has benefited from the conditional cash transfer and other programs like that. It's worrisome that this is happening. How has this been for you? First as a lawmaker and second as a Nigerian. Talk to Adara. A talk show like never before. Delving deep into the hearts of social issues. Unapologetic. Engaging. Thought-provoking. A show that bridges the gap between the people and policy makers. Bringing solutions and giving a voice to these issues. Talk to Adara. My name is Adora Benita. It is a privilege always to have you here. Every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on 99.9 Kiss FM Abuja. Talk to Adara. It will leave you at the edge of your seat.
You can talk to Adora, search for, talk to Adora. Together we can end this corona crisis. Hello everyone, how are you this evening? And um, yes, it's another day on Talk to Adora. And and um, I just want to say it's it's been a tough, very tough October. I think from the moment we turned 60, something went off, a trigger went off in our minds, and our head, you know. Some people got an awakening like, Jeez, we're 60 and we are here. So I, I, I the month of October, I think I'll, I, this year, 2020, the month of October will not go down like every other October. Um, from the moment we were 60, we were questioning how far we've come, what we are doing. And then just, you know, barely two weeks into it, we saw the hashtag NSAS movement begin. And... Um, it, it is not only emotional for me as a Nigerian, I think it is also very instructive that at this time in our nationhood, you know, there is a reawakening, a reconversation happening, a re-education happening. And um, so um, it's a time for sober reflection and activation of all our ideals. So welcome to Talk to Adora today. I am your host, Yostrili Adora Oyechere. And good evening to you out there on Facebook and those who are joining us virtually across and those who are listening to us. Um, remember that today's show will not be the same if you do not participate. Remember our numbers and our social media handles. Um, our social media handles, you can talk to us on Talk to Adora on Instagram. Talk to us on Talk to Adora on Facebook as well as you're watching us live. And you can also reach us on um, Talk to Adora on Twitter, which is also... Uh, one of the places we have had, you know, constructive conversations uh, coming on board. So, yes, as someone was saying, oh, I saw the topic on, air, on online today and, you know, Adora, I was just thinking that maybe we should do um, something different. And I was like, what? You know, ah, we should all come out and have a live, you know, Facebook stream talking about things and issues from across all the places in Nigeria at the same time. I said, that would be something, as long as it is peaceful and that we are having that conversation based on what we need. So today we're looking at the protests, the crimes, the looting and the hunger in the land. Um, that's what we're going to focus on. And uh, we've had quite a lot of people sending in us, sending us um, some comments. And uh, But we will be right back before we take on those commentaries and also get an expose into the mind of the average Nigerian right now at this state of our nationhood. We'll be right back.
yeah so um i i'm kind of kind of it's kind of funny listening to that song that uh, victor did a while back ago i mean it's quite a long time but somebody will say isn't it cliche um he said um, you know the corona virus crisis i think they called it that and i think for me um it wasn't then just a crisis then i think it was a pandemic now it is a crisis because when people are, are storing food or stashing food away meant for the public you know in warehouses some people will consider that a crisis and that's what leads to hunger that's what leads to desperation and of course people will revolt against such system and will definitely go to the street to demand justice for those who die in the bout of asking for their food or asking for hunger to be dealt with now um <laughs> Remember, just earlier I said you could join us. You can call the number 090-30,000. That's not why I'm laughing, though. 090-30,899. Again, 090-30,899. We should be coming up with the second number shortly, but that's the first number um, for now. So you can take that away. And remember to join us uh, on social media as well. Uh, my, my guest today on the show is a very interesting person. I mean, Agadad Abu Theophilus, who is a spokesperson for Concerned Nigerians. And um, I mean, we are all concerned Nigerians, but, you know, uh, he's been writing quite a lot and taking some details and demands out there in the social media virtually and on the print. And one of the clarion calls was for the reduction of the salaries of the members of the National Assembly. I mean, we have that as one of the key call, uh, key demands of the Nigerian youth. Now, um, <laughs> somebody said, Engineer Chris Ogoke said, Nigerian leaders would, would lodge billions of Naira in various bank accounts and would also hoard common palliatives in various warehouses for their family members and loved ones while the common man dies of hunger when they succeed in stealing from public. Now, he's trying to see that as a background for the looting going on. Another person said, Clinton offer him, said the presidency should extend hands to the leadership of National Assembly for both to start implementing most of the agitations that came out during the protest. As all we know that our problem is not on SARS alone, but also hike in electricity tariff, bad road, high cost of petroleum, and total reform in police force. Now, if you were in Abuja, you would find that the lines are getting longer in front of the filling, filling stations. Uh, somebody says, is this panic buying or are we really going to be experiencing, um, you know, fuel scarcity, fuel scarcity in the next coming days? But your guess is as good as mine. I don't know if it's happening in any other part of the country. Um, I do know Lagos State is still trying to come, you know, with, with grips, uh, with a lot of the looting that has happened in the past few days. A lot more people are coming out to say that their shops have been looted and um, they're wondering if they are also part uh, of the Nigerian problem because these people say they are honest people working day to day uh, trying to earn a living. But however, if the majority of the masses are poor, then you will also be considered as part of that majority. And when the ripple effect happens, it becomes a collective damage. And I think that's what a lot of people um, have been saying. Um, yes, Kolawoli Oluwadari, Deputy Director Sarap, also came out and said, this is a new law in Nigeria's protection of freedom of expression and the ability of independent media to function in the country. It says the fines are detrimental to media freedom and access to information and the NBC must immediately withdraw the decision. And this is coming um, as a response. I don't know if any of you follow the uh, conversation where the action by NBC, uh, yet another example they say of the Nigerian authorities pushed to silence independent media, uh, says the NBC should stop the, and drop the fines and uphold Nigerian constitution and international obligations to respect and protect freedom of, of speech. Um, well, Arise TV challenges NBC fine and shares fashion last memories. And, you know, um, a lot of radio stations and TV stations have been getting the do, a, do or dare or dare to do, you know, call uh, on this issue of, you know, SARS, the way it's been broadcasted and the truth behind the stories being shielded because of, you know, fear of, found, of being found wanting by the law. And so um, Arise is dead and come out. And so Luwale is coming to say NBC should stop intimidating Nigerians and stop asking for the truth to be hidden just because they do not want it to become a national embarrassment. And um, 
it's um I, I, it's 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 kind of very interesting because we're looking at a time where you know a number of millions of youths are out there who have protested against the injustice some of them who were gone down in cold blood at lekki tollgate and the miraculous camera that came out vavavoom you know uh someone said in w7 style you know at lekki tollgate as well and uh, a lot of interesting things have happened from from you know uh, uh, a director in NEDC fainting during uh you know questioning i mean a lot has happened i mean a lot has happened and from the fact that we also saw the lagos state governor to say there were no um, you know uh, fatalities you know sounds like you know mortal comeback narrative for me but you know it's just it's just interesting um but what we want to take out of this is at this moment in our demand at this moment in the quest um especially looking at the hashtag nsas movement and the hashtag end police brutality what are we really demanding what are we asking for we have had the five demands um which they say they have met or they are about to meet or on the way to making it you know um uh, meet, making the available uh, propositions met with. I mean, they set up the panel of in, uh, inquiry. They are still going through it. And they say that at the end of that inquiry, there will be recommendations made. And um, some of the details could be to actually get the airing commandants in SAS, you know, to, to face the law. Now, my question is, I don't know where you are in Nigeria listening to me. Please, are the members of SAS truly off the streets? have they really gone off the streets or are they in specific locations now and rescinded back somebody said to me today that she doesn't think that all of them totally have been taken off the streets she saw one or two of them earlier on yesterday evening and um she mentioned somewhere around um Kobwa. so I, I i i told her that um if it's possible she could actually try and report uh, this this issue to the nearest police station and call the uh, AMAC, you know, center, uh, information center, so that the chairman can also be aware. Because I do know that the president, uh, in his speech, says that there will be a total scrap and there has been a total scrap of SAS. So we do not expect to see any members of SAS uh, on the street. And um, before they become SWAT, we want to know the model and the modus operandi of the new system that is going to be done. And if it is people friendly, or if we need a total scrap of the entire idea entirely. So um, the question is, what are we demanding now? What are we looking at having? I know that the first call is for the National Assembly salaries to be reduced um, drastically, um, to have a bicameral legislature. Someone has demanded that. Uh, the concern Nigeria says to fully adopt the resolution of the restructuring of Nigeria, which was done in the 2014 confab. You know, those are some of the um, demands. The total sack or resignation of the security chiefs, the service chiefs, uh, at this moment is one of the things they've called for as well. So, um, <coughs> I beg your pardon. It's interesting what we have seen coming at us, but I think that uh, what has risen as the major conversation right now is the glaring uh, thievery, looting happening across the country. I mean, from we saw Governor Ben Ayade, you know, pouring out his hat out and tearing up on television. And uh, so many other members of the state government from different places pouring out their hat out on the issue of the looting. Recently, we also know that some uh, Southwest governors went to pay, I do not, what's the word, condolence visit, solidarity visit. I do not know the word to use in particular uh, for the visit they've gone to do in Lagos State. But some people say people who need those visits are people and parents and families whose children were gone down in cold blood uh, at the Lekki Toll Gate. And people whose life has come to a stop because of the irresponsibility or assumed the responsibility of, you know, specific state government by hoarding and catering away food, COVID-19 palliatives that were meant for the masses, who during the period of this you know, excruciating, hunger-driven months where there was lockdown, did not have access to food, did not have access to money, and had their businesses shut down. So um, I think that some people also say that there's a criminal element that has over, also overtaken the demand uh, for the hashtag and police brutality movement. So the question is, 
what is our demand now and how are we going to evaluate if those demands are met are we putting a timeline to it what are the timelines we might most likely to be asking for and who are those driving to see that these things come to the end and are also birthed at the timeline when they're supposed to be birthed so we'll take a quick break we'll bring in and bring on um, Agada to come on air to discuss with us this conversation uh, is something that is very that is bordered on both you know uh, desperation and also a demand for justice so uh, on one hand there is hunger there is desperation there is anger on the other hand people are also saying hey can we look at reviewing what has been demanded and give time for activation or do we just continue our quest till these issues are resolved once and for all so we'll take a quick break when we come back we'll have a guy on air to take us on thank you so much and just to stay with us don't go anywhere Yes, we have our guest online. His name is Agada Abu Theophilus. And uh, Theophilus, good evening and welcome to the show, Dr. Adara. Good evening, Adara. It's good to have you on air live. All Thank right. you very much. Now, of course, I, I don't want to start by asking you how you feel. I know how you feel already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that would be cliche, asking you how do you feel right now. But what, I mean, in the, in the space from the beginning, I mean, we started with the hashtag NSAS protest and then of course we went into making the five demands from the executive and those in leadership now we have gone into a new dimension or some would say um an alternative dimension where we see some level some people call it criminality some some say even overtaken by hoodlums but what we have seen also is an expose of millions and millions of bags of food that were quote-unquote, hoarded in warehouses across state government. And one would say, in a way, isn't this expose a blessing in disguise, whether it was done by looters or whether it was done through 3V? Would we have been able to uncover this level of, of, of uh, would I call it injustice, of inhumanity against your man? How do you look at what has happened in the past few days? Well, uh, Adora, you know, before I go into that, I would like to, you know, look at the issue from how it all started. And how did this, you know, start? First of all, we went to the street, the young people. This is the first time in a long while. I wouldn't say uh, the first time in our history I would say the first time in a long while that young people across religious, you know, ethnic and different, uh, you know, social lines coming together to demand for one thing. And what is that thing? An end to SARS. And what is this SARS? SARS is a unit within the police force. And what are they known for? They are known for torture. They are known for extortion. They are known for harassment of innocent citizens. This is what we get. And this is the reason why many young people, you know, went to the streets to protest. 
And while we're on the street protesting, what did we get from the government? First of all, some of us that were protesting in Abuja, Lagos, and some other places, you know, we're tear gassed, you know, poured water, or the, you know, we're poured water and all of it. We didn't give up. We're still coming to the street to protest. For some days, you know, they tried to uh, chase us out of the street by using the police and all manner of, you know, intimidation. We never gave up. Up until when they discovered that, yeah, these people, you know, these young people, they are very resilient. They are not going to get off the street. Then now invited talks, street urchins to harass us, you know, to maim us. And the whole world saw what happened. So many of so many of them started attacking us at Beggar Junction, you know, uh, Junction. Some in Lagos, same thing happened. And when this, you know, street artists, they empower them. We even saw a video where, you know, uh, men in SUVs were giving rights to some of these talks. Now, the chicken has, you know, come home to roast. To roast. And you could see that these talks that they would, you know, they used to unleash on the innocent citizens, they are now going about, you know, looking for what to eat. There is this popular saying that the poor that you have refused to, you know, feed today, they will come tomorrow to eat you up. The poor are going about looking for the rich to eat. What you are seeing today is gates of negligence, abandonment of beasts, you know, uh, the lower people in our society. It is a result of, you know, that the, the decades of negligence that you are seeing today. And trust me, this is not going to end. Okay. You could see the... Okay, okay, just staying with you on that, you know. Um, yes. I know you know the story of Tripoli, you know. Um, of course. Uh, I mean, it turned from a fast-developing city into a slave mm. town where warlords reign. And yes. um, some people will say we have not experienced civil war, our youth, our, our generation, and so we probably don't know what we are asking for. But mm. again, um, someone would say we already know that what we are not asking for is hunger. We already mm. know that what we are not asking for is injustice. We already know that what we are not asking for is unemployment and inequality. And so somebody said, if that is what we are not asking for, then what do we get? Can we get what we are asking for? And that's what we are asking for is for justice, is for equality, and is for employment. But now let's look at let's look at the, the conversations that bring comparisons. I mean, I remember the fact that um, we saw what happened in Rwanda. I know you know the story yeah. of Rwanda very well. Of course. Um, yes, you know the story of what happened in Morovia. I mean, the stories mm. of countries that have experienced unrest. Some have mm. experienced, you know, um, dark rising, you know, Egypt rising, all kinds of rising. Now, somebody says perhaps we're looking at a Nigeria rising for once. <laughs> but um, I, I think what everyone is worried about is the is the is the is the fact that this could become a conversation that could lead to a lot of people dying innocently, become collateral damage of this demand. At this point, Ayada, what do you think is the demand of the Nigerian youth? What are we really asking for? People want to know what we are asking for at this point. And again, what are the timelines? Okay. First of all, you know, uh, uh, Adora, to, to many of us, if you would ask me, I will have, I, 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 I'm being sincere with you. I do not experience any uh, sad brutality or whatsoever because our path in the first place will not even cross. And the reason why, you know, many of us try as much as possible to elevate this conversation from just answers to even, you know, end bad governance in Nigeria is because 
Nigeria is at a precipice. And if care is not taken, and if something, you know, uh, if, 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 if we are not being careful, what is, <laughs> what will happen? Even the country may not even, uh, may not even survive it, but we are not praying for that. What we are saying is that some of our parents suffered police brutality, but they were silent. Our own, you know, I call our generation, digital generation, we have, you know, developed a serious sense of class resentment. And we have taken this resentment to social media to agitate for an end to police brutality. Mm. And we are going beyond this, you know, to demand for good governance and also to demand that we have a country where every Nigerian will have an equal opportunity. If there's one thing that we do not have in this country, it's equal opportunity to wealth. There is no economic freedom for our people. And this is why we see this entire conversation as a historic and generational you know, opportunity to demand for so many things. This is the only opportunity that we have to make demands to our government. We have been protesting for since 20, as in for since 2010, in fact, since 1999, when Nigeria returned back to you know the democracy. But nothing has really changed. In 2014, we had a confab. Where is the report of the confab today? Now, we are on the street demanding that there should be an end to SARS. And from this end to SARS, we are equally demanding that there should be an end to bad governance in Nigeria. But, but Agatha, the looting, the, the, some people would argue with you on the looting. I mean, um, some would say that at some point at this crossroad, there has been an over, you know, riding effect of um, criminal elements. Do you agree with that? Of course, I do agree with that. But you, you also will agree with me that something led to this. If these palliatives, some of these, you know, food, drinks, and other uh, valuables that uh, essential uh, materials that have been hoarded, if they were distributed to the people during the lockdown, when we had, you know, the uh, COVID-19, you know, cases, if this food were distributed to the people, would there have been any case of looting by now? There wouldn't have been any case of looting. So this is it. You know, the sheer wickedness that we are talking about. Food that were meant for the people, politicians, and some people in government were holding them. Instead of giving it to the people, do you know how many people that died as a result of, you know, uh, you know, uh, as a result of, you know, hunger and all of it? Many, see, you, you will even be shocked that hunger killed so as in more Nigerians than even the COVID-19. Because an average Nigerian lived daily. Going to, you know, uh, some, maybe, uh, how will I call it? They go out, look for, you know, what to do. Many of these artisans, they go out, look for something to do, and they feed from there. So during the lockdown, there were nothing for them to do. They were locked in their houses. And the palliatives that were meant for them, some persons somewhere were holding it. So, to me, because these palliatives, you know, it belongs to them. Okay, now. And they are coming, and they are coming for it, you know, with full force. Okay, so but, we don't really blame them. but then we saw a lot of looting in Lagos that were not related to palliatives. Some in Nemo State, some in Cross River, some destructions that went on in Akwai Bomb. I mean, all of this, some of them were not directly related to the palliatives. And we saw what happened. Several people lost their businesses. Schools were asked to shut down because of fear of an implosion of the already, you know, um, very visible, pensive environment. Now, I mean, Agada, do you 
suspect, do you in any way, you know, um, ever feel that Nigeria is moving to a Rwandan moment? And when I mean, you understand what I'm asking. How how do you feel? I mean, doesn't this jolt you to some sort of realization that something is happening? Yeah, um, Adora. Right now, I wouldn't pray for a Rwanda experience. I wouldn't pray for it because once if if that happens, both the middle class, the rich and the poor, everyone mm. will be affected in one way or the other. I wouldn't pray for that. But I must tell you that we are heading there. We are heading there. Heading there in the sense that if, like you rightly said, first of all, I condemn, you know, the looting of, you know, uh, businesses belonging to private individuals and mm. all of it. I condemn that in, you know, I, I, I really, really condemn that. And I enjoined the Nigerian police and the authorities to arrest those that were responsible for that. I think the police is even afraid. I don't see them on the streets anymore. I mean, um, they, they, they are also endangered species, like some, one of them said to me uh, two days ago. So uh, once they are about to leave for work, they change into Mufti for fear of, you know, being taken as one of the SAS people or people who have ever, yes. I mean, the innocent policeman on the street has gotten involved, has gotten caught up in the heat. But now, just before I continue, someone is trying to call. Um, the number is 090-30899-080-999-87770. All right, I have a caller. Hello? Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Please watch your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, I'm calling from Central Area, and my name is Ahmed Abubakar. Okay, what's your question or your comment, please? Well, I want to comment on the program that is going on now on End of Time. Hello? Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Okay, am I speaking with Adora? Yes, you are. You're live on Talk to Adora. Please go ahead. All right, so Adora, I wanted to make some comments about this end of that that uh, you are protesting on. Uh, you see, there is what they call cooperative society in Nigeria today. This money that the youth has been spending on this protest, they will have utilized in opening a cooperative society on that. So that it can go down to the youth in mm-hmm. enterprising and other things that they want to be meaningful in life. I, 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 am I with you, Adora? I'm sure Adora is very useful. So you're saying that instead okay. of wasting money on the project, yes. they should go out and On the project, they should contribute money to open a community. And if they are saying that they, they contributed money in Abuja, which have been hearing, 77 million and in Lagos 300 or something million that can form a community in Nigeria and so many youths can contribute and so many of our elders or our politicians who will contribute to that cooperative society. So that it is the failure of the politicians that has led them to make this demand. So how can then the politicians who have failed them contribute to a cooperative? No, no. It's not all the politicians that have failed. It's not all. Some have their own ideology. But at times, when you come to contest election and you have ideology, these youth will not follow you. They can only follow the people that have money. So, you see, one part, you blame the youth. And on the other part, you blame the politicians. There are politicians that have ideology, not for money sake. There are some politicians that they want to help in the society. And these youth, when they come to them, they seek they collect money from them, they are detoxed, and if so, you cannot blame the politicians totally. Okay, all right, thank you so much. Um, all right. uh, you sound like a politician yourself, but are, are you a politician? Yeah, I'm a politician, I've tested it, and I know what we have gone through. Uh, that was a caller. I, I think that um, I just missed another one, but please keep your calls coming in. Again, I'm sure you heard about the cooperative initiative. 
um, where the young people are supposed to uh, sort of spending all that money on protests. Still, all right. I, I have another call. Hello. Hello. Good Hello. evening, Adora. Good evening. Please, where are you calling from, and what's your name? Yeah, my name is John. I'm calling from Dubai. All right, John. Please, your comments or your question, please. Yeah. Number one, I used to. I am one of your admirers. Even when you are in uh, AIC, I do follow up your program. So, um, what I want to say, people like us, we have given a lot of uh, advice, a lot of how Nigeria government will be able to, I mean, uh, uh, settle this youth. When this government came in, what they should have done, instead of the president traveling outside the country, the president did not even go to all these factories that have remained Boris Moribond, all the ones that are even almost uh, going to total collapse. The president is supposed to visit them one by one, instead of going to foreign uh, countries during the time he came in. So that he will see by himself how he can revise all these com companies, textile companies, steel companies, and even the government can even employ all these youth and uh, train them on how to repair and construct roads in Nigeria, identify all the good, I mean, all the federal roads in Nigeria. I, I employ these youth save them for six months, then equip them with the equipment of uh, construction and repairing of roads. All this money that is going to China, who, that is going to all the foreign uh, contractors, can be going to the pockets of this youth. You can have millions, maybe 20 millions of youth, and distribute them in, in, in Nigeria. They will come out on a daily basis with their equipment, first, uh, with, with their good position, first uh, bad roads, and uh, they, will, they will work on it you know, on a daily basis. At the end of the month, you pay them. Even this 75 billion naira you say you have been listening to the youth now. It is all these politicians that will see the money. It will not go down to the youth. So the only thing is that you try and use it to either subsidize some things for them. For example, uh, uh, when Yaradua came in, I remember Yaradua called uh, Dangote and called this uh, cement uh, factory directors or MD and tell them that how do you how can we reduce the price of cement for Nigerian people for ordinary Nigerians to be able to buy I mean to be able to build a two or three bungalows I mean two, two, two bedrooms on the side and and drastically the, the price of cement came down under Yaradua and even Yaradua reduced the price of fuel all these things are what Nigerians can enjoy not that you'll be giving money if the money cannot go anywhere because all these are our greedy leaders, all, all these are our greedy governors. They are the ones that will eat the money. I'm telling you, because most of these governors are even richer than in the whole country. And all of their SAs, PAs, they have the money that a state can even use to survive. So all this money will go into the hands of these few greedy politicians. The only thing is you subsidize what you know that people can really have access to. Like fuel, that everything, uh, 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 everything is, I mean, is on fuel. For example, transportation. If the fuel is, is not expensive, if the price of, of fuel is being brought down, at least transport fuel will go down. All these farmers that are bringing their goods to urban area, the, 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 the transport fuel will be down, will be reduced for them. And things will become normal. Everything will come down. All right, thank you. So now, now, yeah, is it is it possible for the president to lay a good foundation, a good legacy? Absolutely. All right, thank you. All right, thank you so thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Um, wow, I mean that was a lot. I got that you've had the two callers on different from one says you know this money that is being put into the NSAS movement is a waste. Can you put into a cooperative? 
so that they can channel it into businesses this one is saying the leaders are greedy the money they said they will spend they will not spend so what will the leadership doing in it's uh let's just take another call hello Adora, good evening from please your question or your comment for calling what do you have to say do you have a question or a comment no i don't want to comment you know it is a it is a to all it is unlawful to be lawful in an unlawful society we are no longer in a dozai generation where what you tell us we go home and then we are okay about it and like i was telling the lady that stood in for you last Tuesday. What we have in Nigeria is not democracy. If we have democracy, then democracy is about engagement, talking things over. It's about you say words on your mind, I say mind, then we collect the majority views and kind of use it to make you move, we need to make you governor. So that is not what we have. What we have is more like a civil rule. That is why essentially what pre- prevails in Nigeria is elite conspiracy. Those in government are not really things to listen to the people because they don't believe that they derive their power from the people. Even check the process of recruitment, those who are in power, and those are never really a true reflection of the wishes and will of the people. All right, all right, all right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Sir. Thank you for calling. Now, guys, just quickly, before all the calls of our emails, because we have them coming in and they're done, what do you have to say? I mean, you can see the different stages of mindset and the understanding of what's going on for some um you know there are some bad eggs and good eggs don't swallow them up form a cooperative for some the greedy ones are the people in leadership how do you trust them even with the funding and for him he says democracy is about engagement talking things over and what we experience in a civil role how do you how do you you know categorize all of these demands and what's the way forward considering the fact that now that the youths are demanding uh, 12 point agenda. Um, uh, Adora, first of all, like uh, the first, I think, uh, let me take on that uh, first caller who suggested that, uh, you know, we should set up uh, a, cooperative. A, co- a cooperative. You know, that uh, the money that we are spending on the MSAS team, you know, we should use it to set up a, a cooperative. And I, 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 I would want to ask, how sustainable is that? Come on, this is not, this is not about setting up a cooperative. We are talking about sustainability. And what is this sustainability? The sustainability is that, see, allow young people to have access to uh, loans. There are so many entrepreneurs Young people who are Nigerians are very hardworking people. I know so many entrepreneurs who don't even, you know, have funds to go about their businesses. What is the government doing about that? I will tell you, you know, empower uh, this program, that, that, you know, borrowers or whatever, you know, they call it. Some of these, all these handouts, see, you can't create employment with this handout policy that the government is doing. Okay, okay, let, let me hold you at demand because we're just about running out of time. Let me hold you at demand. Now, there, there are about 12 demands right now. They call it the 12-point okay. agenda. Uh, and I'm going to try and read them out as quickly as I can. Now, the first one is the president should come out to address the youth publicly, not on television. The second okay. one is every state must get 10 youth delegates that will go to Abuja for the deliberation of, of our problems, which will come as a conference. Then, that was 1B. Number 2 is the president must sign the Electoral Act Amendment Bill into law. This must be done in 30 days. Number three, the president must remove all service chiefs and appoint new ones, cutting across the six geopolitical zones. Number four, 
remove the Inspector General of Police and Honorable Minister of Police Affairs immediately. Number five, the President must dissolve his cabinet immediately and new ones appointed. Number six, the Senate President and the Speaker House of Representatives must address the country, promising to do all this, guess what, within 48 hours. Then number seven, reduce the salaries and allowances of members of National Assembly then 7B, pass a bill to adopt recommendations of 2014 CONFAB. 7C, pass a bill for every state government agency to publish their monthly income and expenditure. 7D, pass a bill for each state to generate its own electricity. And then you also have the president to announce immediate reduction of petrol pump price. Number nine, the president to announce immediate reduction of electricity tariff. Number 10, the president to apologize to Nigerian youth for a failed government. And number 11A, the families of the victims of the peaceful protest should be compensated with a minimum of 100 million naira each. 11B, the families of victims of SARS and police brutality to be compensated as 11A above and the officers tried publicly. And number 12, if the president cannot in all his entirety do any of the above please let him humbly resign so these are your 12 agendas said to you by concerned nigerian youth now um i hear you say okay fantastic okay i hear that to the confab i hear that to the service chiefs okay now so before we continue i have a caller let me see what he has to say hello good evening okay 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 hello good evening good evening how are you contribute Okay, please watch your name and where you're calling from quickly, please. My, my name is IG Wene. I am calling from Lekki, Lagos. Okay, so what is your question and what or what is your recommendation? Number 7D and then 8. 7D is, um, um, I don't even remember what it said now, but 7D has to do with, um, the seven seven B is pass a bill. Yes, that is for seven B. View that talking about implementing that the present government has said they don't have anything to do with that. Okay. My view and my position is that if they are not going to listen or hacking to the provisions of that conference. They should go straight into what Pastor Enoch Adeboe recommended. Which is? There lies the solution to our problem. Any talk what was the recommendation by Pastor Adeboe? Hello? What was the recommendation? He recommended a restructuring of this country. All the talk about removing service chiefs and what have you are not the issue. Mm. So... Um, um, in all sincerity, if this country is returned to true federalism, mm-hmm. all the problems we are having will come to an end. Let's make no pretenses. All those opposing this, either because they are gaining temporarily now and they think it will continue. The only alternative, like Pastor Deboye said, is the breakup of this country. And if this country is restructured and through federalism enthroned, we shall have powers devolved to the federation units. All right. Thank Once you. you do that, and there is police at the control of the local areas, I think most of these state problems, police riots will be All right. controlled. All right. Thank you so much. I controlled. Thank you. That's okay. my position. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We we are not preaching breakup or dissolution here. We are talking about finding solutions that are lasting and for us peaceful solutions because we know that if there is no Nigeria to have a conversation with then there is no need for all these demands to be met um, I I just before I, I get you to speak let's take the last caller hello hello Adel, good evening good evening what's your name and where you're calling from please okay this is Chooks from Chooks what's your comment or your contribution yeah I'd like to contribute though okay go ahead uh, aside the the 12 point request being made at the moment. Okay. Um, I, I also still feel, going back to the, uh, my own suggestion is, if they would have the National uh, National Human Rights Commission help that at every police, in every police station. 
you understand that should help to you know uh, to reduce certain level of uh, unwarranted arrest in May. Okay. 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 And then for the caller talking about using the money to start the cooperative, yeah. Yeah, it has gotten to a point where Nigerians, every citizen provides everything we use, from electricity to water. And most times, even doing your borehole, government will still tax you for doing something that they failed to provide. Mm. A certain generation, starting from 1960, the government was handed over to them, and 60 years later. They are shamelessly cracking all over the world mm. when people are solving problems. Two days ago, was it yesterday, I read where it, is it Chile or Peru mm. voted 78% to mm. the dictatorial um, kind of uh, constitution that they were having before. And somebody now replied, somebody wrote, Nigeria left the group. You know what that means? Mm. That Nigeria can never do something sensible as that. Absolutely. I was thinking yeah, that government yeah. is all about solving problems. But in Nigeria, somebody comes in, looks at the problem, and then compounds it. Okay, so what? What when, I, I want solution. So what is your recommendation right now? Solution? Well, where do you want us to start? Everything is not working. Start from the restructuring part. Okay, restructuring. Let's go into federating units. When okay. others are working and yours is not working, then you go and follow the, follow the blueprint mm. and see where you're having issues and then start implementing it. All but right. they would rather we all bond together than do the right thing. All right. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Okay, that was Chitron. We'll say to now final words from you, Agada. I mean, restructuring, I hear that. I hear that. I hear federating units. I hear, you know, I, I hear frustration too, you know. I mean, Nigerians are tired. So just, just let us know we're looking at solutions now we have a 12-point agenda some have chosen what is important and someone said right. restructuring is the way to go but what is your final word well, 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 well. Uh, i know i don't have much time again just so, go ahead uh, okay um first of all the, uh, these demands are very valid and the demand is uh, to 12 i think is very 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 important because it is life that we are talking about here. Mm. It is life that we are talking about here. I know that there is no amount of money that will be paid to the families of these victims mm. that, you know, uh, that will bring back their loved ones. But then, at least that will push you know, losing their loved ones to mm. police brutality mm. and even the Lekki massacre that happened. Okay. In as much as you know, the government is trying to deny that there was no massacre, there was. All right. and we all know, we all know about it. So all right. now, this, this 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 brings me to um, the demands for the president to sign the electoral uh, the amended uh, electoral reform bill. Mm. President Muhammadu Buhari brought it to power in 2015. Okay. All right, I have to round you up, Agada. Okay, because there was because there was a fair and free election. Yes. So it is, you know, it's it, it, it's not even good enough for him to let him just sign this law. And we have Nigerians want a free and fair and credible election. Okay. It's not too much to ask. And okay, and and, and okay, go and ahead. Even, you know, this 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 restructuring it is not overdue. The power power is too vested at the center. Mm. We do not need it. Let there be the solution of power allow states to function. State please give give governors give governors more power, you know, to harvest their own resources. You mean the governors under this current arrangement or a new set of leaders? The leadership problem in Nigeria is not about the individual, it's about the institution. Absolutely. Once we build, once we build institution, everything will fall in place. Final word, that's, yeah. where I'll, that's where I will have to stop you. Once we build Thank institutions, everything will fall into place. Thank you so much, yeah. Agadabu. Theophilus for joining us thank on the for, show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I must confess that you know I had fun doing thank this. You, thank and you. We need more of this conversation. Thank and, you. Uh, I want to commend you. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you. you know, for us to have a country that we can call our own. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Goodbye for now. All right. All so, right. Uh, I mean, you've heard him. Uh, that's our final word for today. 
if the institutions can be reformed, our systems would work. And that's what I would say to you today on the show. Do we really have a country? Humphrey contributed to that. And other people said, we need a leader for the youth. Do we really? Or do we need to restructure the institutions? My name is Adora Oyechere. Thank you so much. And thank you to the online uh, viewers and the virtual participants. And of course, those who called in today to join the show. See you again next week. And I say from me to you, have a safe space and please be vigilant. More so, peace to all men. Goodbye. This, this is the Keys Drive Home. Hi. No radio station is 100%. 100%. 100%. No radio comes that close. Approximately. We are. Listen up, you guys. 99.9. It's the greatest thing on the radio. Kiss.